Hi, I'm Betty Rose, the pinup Punisher from Gothenburg, Sweden, and you are listening to WrestleLife Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleLife Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and this is Indie Focus. This is a show where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And today, we're here with Scotland's own Jack Morris. How you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? You know what? I'm doing really good. It's been a it's been a good day. Thank you for uh, meeting me at such a such a late hour in your part of the world. <laughs> That's not a problem. That's not a problem. My sleeping pattern uh, is a bit all over the place uh, <laughs> due to COVID and whatnot. And yeah, all the crazy. So the crazy stuff going on in the world, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I got gotcha. you. So. We're gonna go. We're gonna jump straight into the wrestling. I want to know a little bit more about you uh, and what got you into the sport. But bef- but right before that, I do want to ask you one question because I know that you played professional football, which to mm. clarify for our American listeners is professional European football or soccer. So, what uh, what helped you transition from football to professional wrestling? Um. So, being from Scotland, being from the UK, uh, I just, when I was growing up, I just played football. It was a thing to do. Um, obviously, I'm 27 now, so this is late 1990s. I'm a young boy, I'm playing football. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching wrestling, uh, but there's nowhere to do wrestling. Wrestling in the UK is kind of, it's not wrestling isn't what it's like now for opportunities. So right. yeah, up till I was 20 years old, I was playing football, um, played for professional youth teams and then professional senior teams uh, up till I was yeah, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hold the old story, a lot of people have the old injuries story, but uh, oh, they, they would have made it if they didn't have this injury or that injury. Right. But just my last year playing football, uh, was just unlucky with injuries. I had one year left on my contract, and that season, uh, picked up a bad injury, broke um, broke my foot, had oh. an operation on it, came back, broke my heel, and that was oh. basically the whole season out. So, bit of a nightmare. Um, healed up, uh, and was looking for a new club. Uh, in between looking for a new club, I just kind of fell out of love with football. Yeah, and I never stopped watching wrestling. So I used to get, I used to get um, stick. You know, like my friends used to take the mickey at me for liking wrestling. You know, it's not like when you're growing up in your teens, like it's not the coolest thing ever to like. Right. Um, but yeah, so never, never stopped watching wrestling. Finished playing football. Was thinking of looking for a new team, but decided, you know what, I'm going to give this wrestling this wrestling thing a try if I don't it's kind of cheesy but it was this now or never if I don't do it now then I never will so just looked up a a local training facility which is 20 minutes away from my house um went along and loved it you know um kind of going from the football thing to wrestling I was already a pretty athletic guy right um good fitness um so like taking up the training and stuff, the physical aspect was um, not really a problem. Not to be sound too cocky or arrogant, but I kind of yeah, no, I understand. Took to like a, a fishing 
water, you know? Yeah. Um, and then this kind of took off from there. Once I had my first training session, uh, getting in a ring, running the ropes, I was like, God, why have I not done this for the last five years? Yeah. Whenever. Why have I not done this all my life? Um, as much as I loved football, as soon as I stepped in that wrestling ring, I knew, you know what, this is what I should have been doing. Did it kind yeah, of make you much. feel at home? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's like a big kid. Yeah. A big kid. Like, I started wrestling, this is maybe a year after football, so maybe 22, 23. Yeah. So when I first stepped in a ring. And, uh, oh, yeah. It was like, like I said, why have I not done this? Right. Sooner. You know, and I was so, I was so glad I went. And, uh, yeah went along and, and gave it a try. And here I am three, four years later and still doing it. So thank like it's a good as much as I was gutted about the football finishing, yeah. Having this is just it's like a meant to be kind of thing. Yeah. It's like you're you're going back to your first love, right? Because you said you've been watching wrestling your whole life. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So um my, I've got an older brother. He's mm-hmm. three years older. So I started watching wrestling when I was maybe four or five. So he would have been uh, seven, seven, eight, um, 1999, 2000. So like Triple H, Kane, Undertaker, yeah. um, Stone Cold and whatnot. I think my first memory is Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. So I'm, I'm five, six years old watching Triple H and Cactus Jack destroy each other in that street fight match. <laughs> um, and see, looking back, I, I say this to my mum all the time, I'm like, God, see, like, you and dad were pretty, pretty cool parents to let me and my brother watch that at right? the age we were. So, but yeah. And then the first moment where I've been... Uh, the first moment, like I feel like I had a connection with it, was when the following event uh, was the Hell in a Cell match, and if uh, Cactus Jack got beat, yeah, then he had to retire. And uh, I remember watching that and just being genuinely like devastated as a as a five year old, right? Thinking, God, he's he lost his job. Yeah, that's like five years old. And then from there, I think, yeah, I was just hooked. That's amazing. Watched, I've never stopped watching it. So, but yeah, five, six years old watching Mick Foley having to retire because yeah. Triple H, and I was devastated. That dastardly but Triple yeah. H. Yeah, <laughs> they were the days. Like yeah. I still like I go back and watch on the network. Like, God, just nostalgia. It's just so good. Speaking of the network, I watched some of your matches before uh, we started recording, and I might have seen. A little bit of Jack Morris on the WWE Network. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, ICW over here, Insane Championship Wrestling. Um, company in Glasgow, probably the biggest biggest company in Scotland. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest in the UK. Um, obviously, we tie with WWE. Yeah. And WWE put some of their pro- ICW's programming on the network. So, yeah, the last couple months... Um, they've been uploading I think they have it under independent wrestling so you've got ICW, you've got Progress, you've got WXW in Germany Yeah. and yeah so in a few of the ICW programs you will find 
signed Jack Morris. Um, and yeah, singles action, tag action, still to come. Um, but yeah, a little bit of Jack Morris on the WWE Network, which is pretty cool. That's a big deal, right? I mean, that's really cool. That's almost like, a, I would assume, a part of your dream to be able to to have something on the WWE Network. That's just crazy. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's pretty surreal. Like, I've obviously got an app on my phone and stuff. In fact, I can just, like, click the WWE logo, opens the app, right. go in, find a match, and I'm like, God, you could watch... Yeah, like I was watching Macho Man versus Imbo. Yes, oh, it's one yeah, of the best matches watch. ever. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. WrestleMania three, and then I can go from that to watching me wrestle. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty surreal. It's pretty surreal. I actually, to fi- I just went into WWE Network because I saw on your Instagram that you posted that you were on an ICW show <laughs> on the network. So I just typed in Jack Morris, and the little thing came up with your name on it. I clicked it. And it showed it immediately, and I'm like, man, that that has to be a really cool feeling. That's really great for you. That is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the first that's the first step. Hopefully, hopefully one day I'll be on it in a WWE program, but we'll see. We're waiting, man. We're waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, tell me exactly where you trained in uh, in Scotland. So I trained at a company just not far from Edinburgh. Okay. Um, called Reckless Intent Wrestling. Okay. Um, company in a wee small town called Livingston. Um, so yeah, Reckless Intent Wrestling. Um, they do monthly shows, uh, maybe in front of 150 to 200 people. Um, and yeah, that's where I got my my first my first taste of wrestling. Yeah. Um, trained under a boy called Mikey McClucky, mm-hmm. Michael Chase. He's um, he's retired now. He had to retire with injuries. Um, just a young boy, um, but he'd wrestled all over the UK, wrestled in ICW, um, had some WWE tryouts and whatnot. So, yeah, he was my first coach. And then since then, just um, we would put on seminars and stuff, getting trained by other wrestlers in Scotland, um, even like the Dave Taylor, who's got ties with WWE. Oh, yeah. Doug Williams as well. Mm-hmm. Seminars with him. UK wrestling uh, legend. Just a number. Yeah, yeah. I've actually wrestled him as well. Really? Uh, which was pretty. Yeah, oh, it's surreal. Uh, pretty surreal. Yeah, seven, seven, eight months into wrestling. That's um, awesome. So I think it was his his last last Scottish show. It might even be his last UK show before he retired. Wow. Um, I've heard he might be coming back out of retirement. But yeah, uh, last UK or Scottish show, wrestling Doug Williams, which was, oh, I was green as so green. Um, yeah. Such a rookie. I still consider myself now as being green three years yeah. in. Like, there's always always stuff to learn. Right. Um, I think there's boys that have done it for 20, 25 years. It's like you learn all the time. Right. But yeah, just being in the ring with, with Doug Williams when I used to watch him in like TNA and stuff. It was yeah. Just, surreal being across the ring from him. It was a great learning experience and I'm very fortunate to to have to say that I've been in the ring room. Yeah man. That's a really Yeah, you've you've accomplished a lot in your uh your couple years. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, it's pretty mad, like it's pretty mad. I yeah. pinch myself sometimes. Right. So 
Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I, I got the Doug Williams opportunity and like, I used to watch him in TNA and then I was, I always kind of look on YouTube at who I'm wrestling and see like, what they do and get a yeah. idea in my head of what's happening. So when I'm looking at Doug Williams matches, it's got Doug Williams versus Kurt Angle, Doug Williams versus Christopher Daniels, right. Doug Williams versus Ric Flair. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Doug Williams versus Jack Morris. What's going on? So, but no, it was awesome. It was awesome. So That's great, man. So when yeah. most people think of wrestling training, they think of like working out or practicing in the ring or cutting promos mm-hmm. in front of a coach. Are there any other things that you do uh, in your wrestling training to help you train and improve? Um. Pretty much what you what you've listed there. Yeah. Um. Really, the train the training over here. Um. There's a lot of in ring stuff, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, cardio and um fitness related exercise as well. But really, the focus um is the in ring and the promos. A lot of it, the gym stuff. Like, if you want to, in my opinion. You have to be doing stuff outside of outside of the training. Right. You know, reckless intent. Where I started, I'd be training maybe two, three days a week. And uh, for me, if you want to be elite level at anything, like you have to do more than two, three days a week. Right. So a lot of the focus at our training was you do your bit of like cardio, a bit of fitness, half an hour in, first half an hour, and then it'd be all like in ring stuff, maybe some promo stuff at the end. And then if you want it. If you, it's like a lot of things in my opinion as well. You get out what you put in. So, right. if you're happy with your two, three days of wrestling, training for a couple of hours, then great, good for you. But there's a, it's a seven day week. And yeah, absolutely. More than two, three hours in a day. So, for myself, I would, I, gym five, six days a week, um, weights, bit of cardio, and then the wrestling training's obviously crucial on top of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's from the transition from football to wrestling as well. I already had a good like fitness. Um, my my fitness was good, and already had that drilled into my head about the training. Because obviously with football, I was full time for a couple of years, so I was training five days a week in a game on the sixth day. Right. So it was something that's just just came natural to me to to work. Uh, most of most days, and to be honest, I, I love it. I'm a gym instructor as well personal trainer so it's fitness is something that like i like to do anyway so yeah that's really interesting whenever i interview an athlete someone that's played professional sports or even amateur sports they Mm. always tell me about how much time they spend in the gym how much time they focus on studying tape it's just like you know when you're spending five days preparing for a game and then it's game day, right? And then you take one day off and you start all over. I've heard that multiple times. And I think that's something that a lot of athletes have uh, that, you know, have grown up with, you know, coaching, even though it's not wrestling coaching, uh, coaching how to have that focus and, and that drive. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's that mind, mindset. Like, yeah. I always think, like, even – if you take it from wrestling, like the boys, you guys and girls you're seeing on TV, like they've, they're not just got there from a couple of training sessions a week. 
right. your Cristiano Ronaldo's and your Messi's and your Conor McGregor's and like they've not got there just by turning up a couple of days a week to train. Like it's right. You've got to put everything into it. Exactly. And even at that, you're not guaranteed a success, you know. But uh, I'd rather put everything into it and get as far as I can than be sitting thinking, oh, no, I should have done this or I could have done this better. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that mindset. Yeah. So talk to me about Jack Morris, the character, the wrestling character. Because I watched some of your matches and I saw that you. Uh, uh, you're in a tag team called the Nine Nine. Yeah, and uh, you guys are uh, some some pretty big scamps from what I from what I've seen. So uh, you seem like a very nice person, and uh, Jack Morris, the character, does not. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about him. So <laughs> Jack Morris. So obviously, most of the time I am playing, I'm playing the bad guy. Yeah. So in ICW. Yeah, I'm playing the bad guy. Uh, to be honest, I'm trying to think of places I play the good guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Jack Morris, just cocky, arrogant, um, show off. You know, I I like to the people I like to watch are like your your Mister Perfects and yeah. your Rick Rudes and your your Dolph Ziggler's and your Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, and yeah, just taking taking a mix of each one, and then you know yourself, like, like you know, every type of person. You, I just try and be like, okay, right. What do people not like in a person? Right. I'm gonna try and be that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we all we all have it. We all know people that we don't like, and right. we all have qualities in people that we don't like. So. I try and think of, right, okay, who would I not like? What would I not like this guy to come out and do? Okay, I'm going to do that, and hopefully I annoy him, him and him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, just try and be the most annoying person, an arrogant person I can. Yeah. Um, with my partner, uh, he's a big guy, and he's more like, he'll, he can annoy people with, like, um, like, he's great at promos. Yeah. So, like, on the stick, like, that's kind of his thing. He knows how to wind people up. Yeah. And uh, I try and wind people up by just, by my actions. Like, if it's just, like, pose or, you know, yeah. tensing or showing off. Um, so, together, like, we have that good dynamic where he can be on the stick and wind people up and I can just be showing off. It's funny because you told me you, you hardly ever play a baby face. I was on YouTube and I pulled up just like six or eight of your matches and like I looked for one where you played the baby face and I'm like oh okay mm -hmm. the 9-9 nine -nine with Simon Miller there's no way that <laughs> Simon Miller is playing a heel so this must be a match where he plays the face nope you are such a <laughs> rapscallion Jack Morris that you pulled Simon Miller down to play the heel <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so, I didn't know it was possible yeah. for him to play a heel yeah, I can't remember. So, yeah, it was with Discovery Wrestling. Another again yep. between them and ICW, the two biggest companies in in Scotland, and Discovery is like a really good promotion as well. So Simon Miller was was there, and yeah, he he just came out and turned heel on, turned heel on everyone. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then the nine nine got involved, and a six man tag happened, and 
yeah, even Simon Miller isn't immune from getting brought down. <laughs> so, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that match. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, any rituals? Baby face. Do what now? Uh, I was just trying to think of Babyface. Yeah. Like Babyface Jack Morris. Is, uh, if you find nah, it, I'm usually a heel, but yeah, if you find it, we'll post it. Can you even if it's yeah. not even if it's not even if it hasn't been recorded and it's not on YouTube? Have you ever yeah. played a Babyface? Um. I played a babyface against Doug Williams. Okay. Uh, and at the start, at the start when I was wrestling, my first few matches, I was a babyface because obviously it's it's easier to yeah. learn if a heel is taking control. Right. Um, there's a company over here called Mega Slam, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, they they do shows all the time. We call it like the camp shows. So it's like you kind of they do shows. In the summer, like Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, yeah, um, and like when the school holidays are on, so yeah. like when the kids like holiday camps and whatnot, so they're full. And sometimes I play a baby face with them just because, uh, like I look more like a wrestler, and it's easier for kids to relate that this muscle right. boy, like superhero kind of thing, yeah, as opposed to like my opponent who would be have more like a gimmicky like. Trying to, I'm trying to think. Um, you just sometimes it's easier in the kids and family shows if right. I'm the baby face because I look more like a wrestler than other guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, what do you prefer yeah. to play, baby or heel? Um, I like. Oh, I think it's easier to be a heel because it's easier to make people boo you. Yeah, uh, it's less. It's less easy to make people care about you which is yeah. what you're trying to do when you're you're a baby face so it's easy to go out there and annoy people right but uh i probably say it was a bit more fun being being a bad guy too yeah but then i've got quite a flashy move set which suits being a which suits being a, a baby face as well yeah so basically to answer your question either at this point in time i'd play any just to get a rest of my <laughs> i know right <laughs> The way the world is. Oh so, man, oh um, man. But yeah, either I'll play either as long as I'm wrestling. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know about the nine nine, and I want to know how you got the name because Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of my favorite TV shows. And it <laughs> is that a reference? Because I I'm watching <clears throat> I watch a tag team match and people are going nine nine. I'm like, please, please let it be a reference to the show. Um. So. Uh yeah, so me and me and Dicky, uh, he he worked with Reckless when I first was coming in, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, he's he's wrestling for I think ten years plus, maybe twelve years he's been wrestling. So okay. pretty much since like independent wrestling starting like growing in Scotland, and he wrestles with Reckless Intent, the training I was the school I was training with, and we were doing a show one day. And he was offloading the ring van, and we we're doing the ring setup, and we just got talking. It's maybe like second or third conversation we had. We just got talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. And then it was like two hours of just talking about it and quoting and just saying daft quotes, and <laughs> and then 
but at that point the tag team wasn't like we weren't even we're just two pals two wrestlers just yeah. talking away about brooklyn 99 and then uh eventually in reckless intent um we would be in a wee faction not a tag team but just a wee faction yeah uh, and then just like really good pals outside the ring and then the opportunity came up uh the icw needed a tag team because uh, we lost a couple of tag teams i think um one wrestler moved away to america another boy hung his boots up and we lost a couple of tag teams so yeah uh, we were approached um and we just we just took the opportunity to tag uh and then we needed a name and we thought you know what we love it <laughs> like people get the re- people either get the reference between brooklyn 99 or they'll just they'll not know and then we can maybe play on it but like we've never really denied denied that it's from brooklyn 99 so uh, yeah, just what was a cool name, and it's it kind of brought us together in the first place. So, yeah, it was a good way to end promos as well. Yeah, that's so um, great. Like I say, just just shout nine nine and walk away. <laughs> that is so, awesome. Yeah, Brooklyn nine nine. That yeah, is so awesome. awesome, dude. That what makes me show. happy. <laughs> yeah, what a show! Um, I love it. Oh man! So, oh man! <laughs> so, yeah. I want you to to think back a little bit. And I want you mm-hmm. to go back to your very first match you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me how it went. Uh, well, I think. To be fair, I actually went pretty well. Yeah? I actually went Not many well. people tell was, me uh, that, Jack. So I don't know if I can believe you or not. You're going to have to describe it in detail. So, um, I was a baby face. Yeah. Uh, I was against a guy called Delson Dare. Uh, and it, it was um, to be fair, it was a good, a good. Be it was in a sports hall, and there was maybe 100, 150 people there. It was a lot for a first match. It was, yeah, yeah. It was uh, again. This was with the Reckless Intent Company, and yeah, it was. Uh, it just went, <laughs> it went really well. There was one, one slip up, and uh, that was, I got. Um, thrown onto the apron. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Gave, I think I gave a kick to Delson who came over to try and get me, and then I slipped on the apron and fell. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically did a back bump. So I mean, in my head it still went quite well, but I basically did a bump <laughs> from the side of a ring to the floor. Um, uh-huh. and yeah. It wasn't meant. I slipped on the apron and, and fell on the floor. But I mean, I still thought it was. Apart from that, it was a, a good match. Yeah. I uh, he just came and collected me. Did a wee reverse, so carried on. But uh, yeah, I mean, the actual in ring <laughs> rest of the match, but rest of the match was pretty smooth and it was it was fine. But yeah, I did slip on the apron, fall to the floor. <laughs> I wish it was on camera because it would have been good. It would have been on Botchamania. <laughs> tell you that. It would have been on Botchamania. So, where's the hard cam at? At Reckless, we do we do film all the all the shows. So yeah, but this is two three years ago, so it's maybe it's maybe lost. It's mm. maybe lost. But yeah, slipped on the apron, fell to the floor. Need Could to be you need to talk to the powers that be and see if they can get that first match for you. You need to upload that and uh, forward that to yeah. Mania. Yeah, get your name yeah, out there. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've been on it. I've been on it a couple of times, but yeah. You've been on Botchamania? 
Yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really it wasn't really a in ring thing. I was setting a boy up on a table, and the table decided they didn't want to play, so the uh... table collapsed, and then I took the boy off the table, and then put the table back up, and then yeah. we're gonna we're gonna need to talk about this after we finish recording because i i've probably seen it and now i need to go back and see if i can find it again (laughs) okay Uh, okay so let's move from your very first match to your absolute favorite match Mm. i want you to tell me what match you've had was your favorite and why um Match. So, can I have more than one? <laughs> you may have more than one, yes. This show's I'll all about you, Jack. You can do whatever you want, man. I got your back. Oh, awesome. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, so, probably my favourite favorite match I've done is I wrestled... Well, the Doug Williams match is probably the coolest thing I've done so far. Right, that's a big deal. That was um, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, just the time I'd been in wrestling and getting to wrestle someone like him and just yeah i'd love to be able to do it again now three years down the line um because i think it'd be a totally different learning experience right and i'm obviously i feel like i'm a lot i'm a lot better and more experienced than i was back then i think it was something it was mad it was something like my 10th match or 12th match or something so i'd love to do love to do that again but that's obviously a match that's pretty special to me um one of my other favourite matches is I wrestled uh, Mikey Whiplash um, in a it was, a, it was it's a weird setup. it was like a dinner charity function and for their entertainment they wanted wrestling. Really? So again with the Reckless Intent Company yeah, honestly it was yeah, so <laughs> so we wanted wrestling and the age group was maybe 50 plus I mean really? 50 is giving them the benefit of the doubt yeah <laughs> so yeah it was a yeah charity dinner function at a, at a rugby club and it was a it was a Friday night and they wanted wrestling for their entertainment and I think they were used to maybe the old school British ruins wrestling yeah in fact they were but this led to this match so they maybe the whole idea of wrestling was you know this old school like British runs, um, not the professional wrestling dives and all this stuff we see now and super kicks. Right. Um, so which led to me and Mikey Whiplash, who is great at, great at wrestling, great at grappling and whatnot, one of the biggest names um, British, British wrestling, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided we were going to do a rounds match. So I think we did five... I want to say five, five minutes or five, three minutes. But either way, uh, we just kind of planned the finish and we just we just went out there and did pretty much 20, 25 minutes on the fly um, just wrestling around. And yeah. this crowd that was this inexperienced wrestling crowd um, went from, you know, just kind of... Some paying attention, some not, and kind of chatting away to um, yeah. like fixed and glued on on what we were doing in the ring. Um, that had to be a good feeling. Flash, obviously, a lot more experience. He's, oh, it was it was so weird. That's why it's one of my favorites. Like yeah. it's not even like a big 
like a big um, like a big show, like a big ICW show. But it's yeah. just a wee charity event where I got to go in and just wrestle twenty five minutes on the fly with someone like Mikey Whiplash and have a crowd who not too interested in wrestling yeah. to be glued and wanting to see Mikey Whiplash batter me right. all over the place. Which he eventually which he eventually did. Um but yeah, it was just a fun fun experience, a fun learning curve and one of those times where I could just go out and just be relaxed and just enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's kinda of random a random story like Yeah. Um, that's really that interesting charity, though. You don't hear dinner, of but yeah, you don't hear of shows at charity dinners very often. No, no. Um, especially, yeah, it's not like it was like a, I don't know, like, even like a kid's, like a kid, I don't know, like. A birthday party? It was for people 50 plus. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, yeah. So, yeah, some fancy charity dinner and then we got these big sweaty wrestlers like in their uh, dinner and their dessert. So, fair play to them. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, And then a match, another match is, so, last year, um, well, 2019, uh, ICW did their Shug's annual Shug's house party, they call it. Yeah. Uh, So, it's one of the biggest shows of the year, and it was me and Divers 99 versus Kings of Catch versus Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm. In okay. a three-way PLC match. Um, this is actually where the table, the table spot, where the table fell, and I was on Botchmania. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a, just a fun, <laughs> just a just a fun fun match. Um, like I, for me growing up, like I watched, like I was young when Edge and Christian and Hardy Boys and Dudleys were doing their T- TLC right. thing and to be given the opportunity um, so early on to be a part of the event, uh, which is a big one in ICW's boots, mm-hmm. and then getting to do a TLC match, which has always been something I've wanted to do because well, I was a fan of what the Hardys and stuff done. Right. Uh, and then just the match went the match went really well, and it was fun, and everyone got through it safe. And just the reaction for some of the spots, like, the fans, the fans really dug it, and yeah, like, yeah, just good, good fun match. They had and to be uh, fun, but I would guess probably you're probably sore for a few days. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no hiding, there's no hiding away from those chair shots, and right? Ladders and, um, yeah, and the tables, like it's not. People, people like i've still got my mates because say like ah but the chair shots are, are, are fake right and i'm like no you can't fake getting hit by a metal chair mate like i'll go and get one and, like I'll, I'll come come back and i'll show you how fake it is like <laughs> so yeah just uh just, that one was just a fun match and like um the first time i kind of got to wrestle well first time i wrestled in front of I think there's maybe twelve hundred people there as well. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's probably the 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 most I've ever wrestled in front of. Yeah. At the like at the time and probably to this day. Um so it was yeah, it was an awesome, awesome experience. 
That's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the matches that that stand out to me. That's some pretty big highlights, man. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. So I want you to tell me who your role models who your role models are, either in the industry or out of it. So, uh, probably I've already touched on a little bit with the boys, with the guys that you know I'd, I'd watch um, for like the Jack Morris stuff. So like, I'm a massive uh, Kurt Hennig fan. Yeah, he's so uh, good. Mr. Perfect. So so good. Um, Rick Rude as well. I think I just love. I just I love to love to sail in a match. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, like I'd quite happily take a beating and try and make my opponent look as good as they could. And you know, Rick Rick Rude and Kurt Hennig, um, they did that. Yeah. Um, same with your Dolph Ziggler's, um, and uh, which <laughs> maybe it can be det- detrimental when you're making somebody look so good. Yeah, I know. Um, your opponents look so good all the time, but I think he's this part of the this part of part of the the um the art trade yeah. isn't it um sailing so yeah, yeah part of art form that's that's better yeah part of art form yeah um so yeah the guys like i watch um um rick flair another like rick flair for me is the greatest of all time yeah uh some something you know when I was watching wrestling, you know, Flair would be. This is like under wrestling Undertaker at at WrestleMania and yeah. then Evolution and stuff. And it isn't until, you know, I'm, I'm into wrestling, like I'm, and I now look at wrestling not as a fan but as as some participant and so I'm a student. Like I've got my network. Like I go back and watch Ric Flair again, going back on the Steamboat. Like I mentioned earlier, like I watched the trilogy where. The Ric Flair and Steamboat matches, and I just oh, think yeah. like they're just so good. They're just so good. And we're saying about wrestling at that time. I don't know if it's social media has kind of put a wee dent in it, but I just for me like nothing compares to like late nineteen eighties, early nineteen nineties. Like right. it's just there's something so authentic and real about it, and uh, the fan reactions as well. Um, even I was watching. I'm going to be a bit off topic, but I was watching the latest uh, Goldberg uh, documentary on the network. Yeah. And the fan reactions to when Goldberg's winning, like, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to think of a, a fan reaction like that. Maybe you've got Edge at the Rumble recently and maybe mm-hmm. Drew winning. Um, maybe Punk winning. Yeah. Uh, back at Money in the Bank, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2011. Chicago. That's my favorite pay per view. Um, yeah oh it was awesome yeah awesome so but yeah like the reactions back then. but just uh yeah i'm kind of going back and watching and watching guys um like like your rick roods and your perfects and your flares and your steamboats and i just i think a lot of wrestling's maybe a lot of people is try, i'm trying to find something for jack morris that can make him stand out right you know what i mean a lot of guys like you're kind of doing the same things and um i'm just trying to find trying to find something that'll make jack morris stand out a bit more yeah you know kind of a same old independent dive spots and whatnot which is nothing wrong with that but right uh 
like I was watching, I've been watching a lot, um, and I just really like I'm saying, I'm trying to find something to stand out. So watching older guys and trying to see what they do, like try and find something that people don't really do nowadays. Like yeah, that's kind of what that's what I'm studying, studying for. Uh, and doing until I can get back on shows and kind of put into practice. Yeah, well, you can absolutely do that. It, it's funny because guys like FTR um, basically just said, you know what, we're just going to wrestle old oh. school. No one does this anymore. And they got over huge, and they're one of the best tag teams in the world right now. Yeah. In yeah. a, in a me, company. I love watching I love watching them. Yeah, and they're in a company with a bunch of flippy wrestlers, which, again, yeah. not complaining. I love that style, too. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting, right? Yeah. Like they ha- and they have such good matches with mm. them. So, yeah, man, do something like that. I mean, that's great. Brody wow. Lee, you know, so, God so rest good. his soul. He, you yeah. know, obviously channeled Bruiser Brody a lot. So yeah, man, I think that a lot of that stuff. MGF, yeah. you could you could you know he gets comparisons to Piper all the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You just named like obviously Brody's gone gone there, but like yeah. The guys like standouts in AEW, yeah, like revival. Well, FTR, they're probably my favorite favorite team to watch. Probably my favorite thing in right AEW because I know like just the practices we put into place in their matches and stuff is just it's just so good. Yeah, it's true. Everything kind of makes sense. Everything has a purpose. You know, mm-hmm. I so, love the uh, the little touches yeah. that they do, like cutting the ring in half. Anyway. This isn't an FDR podcast. This is a Jack Morse podcast, but I like them a lot. And I see you do too, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, yeah. man. Well, let's uh, let's get this wrapped up. i got a couple more questions for you, then we'll let you go. What recommendations yeah, cool. do you have for someone who wants to pursue a wrestling career? Um, find a reputable, reputable? Yeah, find a reputable training school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what it's like in the states, but in Scotland, there's there's quite a few schools, and I'd only I'd say three quarters of them are um, are good, and only half of them are like really good. So, yeah. you know, yeah, find somewhere like do your research, do your research, because I fell into that category as well. I didn't do my research, and I've kind of went somewhere for a few weeks before going to Reckless. Right. Uh, so don't don't make that mistake. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, find a reputable training school. Look at your coaches. Um, for me, look at what they've achieved. Like, what can they what can they, they do for you? You know, my coach had WWE trials, uh, like, several times. Like, yeah. he, he's been there. He's seen what's... what's um, uh, asked of you when you go there. He's been he was trained by um, reputable guys as well. So it's just finding finding good coaches um, and finding a good school with good facilities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Do your research and find a good school, reputable coaches. Gotcha. That's cool. That's my advice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what is your what's your finisher? So I'm in between them at the moment. Okay. Because I was doing the TKO. Uh, I was doing Shooting Star. But um, the thing with TKO, sometimes it looks really good and other times it doesn't. With the Shooting Star, um, 
I just don't fancy doing it all the time. So yeah. I'm actually in between with finishers at the moment. Okay. <laughs> not a great not a great answer, but wrestling's <laughs> kinda of put a pause, so I've got plenty of time to try and try and think of it. You know, the way I see it with shooting star, like it's a good thing to pull out from time to time. Yeah. But there's guys that can do it better than me. Right. So uh you know, like that's again what I was going off of trying to find something that Jack Morris can do that will make him stand out. Like, there's a lot of guys that do flips and stuff, but like, look at Ricochet. Right. He's unbelievable. He's probably the best in the world. Yeah. And I'm never going to be Ricochet. And there's already a Ricochet. So right. Jack Morris needs to <laughs> not try and be Ricochet. But yeah. like, pulling out with Shooting Star Press, like, um, it's a cool thing to do on occasion because yeah. I'll still get a reaction. Big shows, that but kind of thing. I'd, yeah, but I don't need to don't need to do it all the time. I don't think. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, kind of in between. Um, I think uh, a good one for me would be something like a submission move because it means I can work a body part. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm doing my heel stuff. I so, gotcha. Makes sense, um, man. We'll see. Watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell you can tell that my lockdown my lockdown has been watching old school stuff. Yeah. Um to try and make sense of things. It's good stuff, yeah. dude. It's good Just stuff. Trying to get educated. Yeah. 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 So tell me what you thought Drew McIntyre recently became the first British and of course Scottish WWE champion. Yeah. What does that mean to you? I think so I just think it's an unbelievable achievement, yeah. first and foremost. And like I said earlier, I got into football at a young age because wrestling felt a million miles away yeah. as a kid in Scotland. And now a six-year-old kid now, six, seven, eight-year-old kid now, is watching WWE, seeing Drew McIntyre from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And they'll maybe go to wrestling instead of kicking a football, Yeah, which is probably what I would have done, you know? Right. So seeing that, like, and it just shows how far British wrestling has came. You know, like he, he drew, obviously, achieving what he's achieved, and um, the boom of independent wrestling over here. Then mm-hmm. we're getting NXT UK, and just all the opportunities that leads to, you know, and this WWE's just went from this so far away concept to being reachable now that's yeah. because of of drew mcintyre you know yeah um so yeah like his achievements unbelievable yeah yeah that's really pretty, cool pretty, pretty mad i'm just gutted for him but his <laughs> but his wrestlemania moment was yeah is what it is i know he says i've never met him i came into wrestling uh i think just when he was just getting signed again yeah um so i've never actually met him um I mean, yeah, his achievements are unbelievable, and I'm gutted that he didn't have his big crowd for for Mania. But you know, you can you can tell he's going to have plenty of other Manias. Yeah, I um, can just see crowds and whatnot when the crowds are back. Raw's full, and Drew McIntyre opens the first full crowd show, and he's going to get a gigantic pop. And I'm waiting yeah. for that moment. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, deserves it as well. Like, Absolutely, he's, he's so he's so good right now. Yeah. So good right now. Mm. Um, when he won the rumble, yeah. did you see the reaction videos from over here? No. Yeah, the pubs. Like, it was like a football. All oh, right, so 
like um, there's pubs and the bars having having Royal Rumble on. And when he won, there was like celebrations in the pubs and bars. Like, really? You need to YouTube it. Drew McIntyre fan reaction. Oh, crazy! Like Glasgow pubs just going unbelievable. It's like a football. It's like the Scotland won the World Cup. Honestly, that's so pretty funny. mad. It just it will show you like how, like the how the reach and how mad. Yeah. How mad it is, but yeah. That's awesome! So oh, cool. absolutely! That's the first thing I'm gonna do when we're done so here. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, I got yeah. one more question I'll for you, Jack. Table. I'll find the table video. Awesome. Yes, yeah, yeah, send it to me. That'll be great. All right, last yeah. question. Here we go. And this is a hard one. Okay. If you could wrestle anybody mm-hmm. from any point in wrestling history, who would it be and why? Say Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair, because in my opinion, he is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Uh, I maybe have to work babyface against him. You might but... have to, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, just for me, yeah. It has, to, it has to be Flair. Greatest of all time, in my opinion. Um, and yeah. I'm trying to ask a great question. I was wondering what you're going to say, and I've never <laughs> been asked that. I've done these, a co- I've done a couple of these, and I've never been asked that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, probably Ric Flair, and then nowadays, like if I was doing a modern one, I'd probably say Randy Orton. Oh yeah. Because he's just incredible. This is it's going like, to sound ridiculous. Does like mean something? But Orton is so mm. underrated, and I know that seems silly because he, other than Cena, he's like the guy, right? But I think he's an all-timer, and yeah, I don't think he gets yeah. credit for that. No, I, I, I don't know what it is about Orton, but he kind of, yeah, he kind of kind of under the radar. Yeah. Like, when people talk about race, like, he's just so good. Yeah. Like, everything he does, like, I can't remember watching a bad Orton match. And he's just so reliable, and the fact he's, he's still there after all this time, you know, like, he's just he's so good. So good. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I, yeah, Rand, Randy Orton. Randy Orton or Flair, I'm, I'm there. Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I know right now you, you're stuck in a lockdown, uh, but there's a couple places that you wrestle, and mm. you've mentioned them, but will you tell me again, once things open back up, where we can see you wrestle? So... Where you can see me wrestle is an insane championship wrestling, so ICW. Yeah. Um, they are also, like we've touched on, on the WWE Network. Um, and they also do have their own demand service, live demand, ICW On Demand. Okay. Um, where they've got all the shows from their, from yeah, their history. If you want to see post-WWE or pre-WWE Drew McIntyre, he'll be on there. Um, other companies, Discovery Wrestling, uh which is a company in Edinburgh. They're on the Fight TV network as well. So they've got shows from their past on there. And then there's just some smaller companies in Scotland, uh, Scottish Wrestling Alliance. Um, a lot of these companies will put stuff on YouTube as well. So there's Scottish Wrestling Alliance, uh, Reckless Intent Wrestling, Source Wrestling, um, Mega Slam Wrestling, which tours the UK. Um, 
and then there's a couple of companies in Germany as well. So there's a company called Power of Wrestling, which I'm hoping to get back over to. Um, yeah, when this is when this is all cleared up a wee bit. So yeah. hopefully by the end of the year, we can get shows back. I know you said shows are kind of socially distanced where you are, right? Yeah, yeah. The AEW shows. shows have been doing so really well. Scotland's I haven't been to an indie away. show yet. Right. So hopefully, hopefully it's not too long. Crossing our fingers and um, saying a prayer, man. That's all we can do right on. now. That's it. That's it. So tell me about your social media. Where can we find you? And if you have any merch, tell me about that too. So social media on Facebook, I'm at Jack Morris Wrestling. Um, simple as that. And then on Twitter and Instagram, Jack Morris X Seventeen. Um. I like WrestleMania 17, so X17 <laughs> is why it's X17. That's Jack, great. Jack Morris was already taken, so mm. I needed something to put at the end. So, yeah, WrestleMania X, Jack Morris X17. That's awesome. That's great. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, I do have merch. I have T-shirts, um, which you can see plastered on my social media. Um, so take a look, give me a message, and we'll sort something out. But, yeah. Mm. All right, Jack, and this is the most important question that I could ask you. You have an okay. absolutely adorable little dog named Belle who has her own Instagram. Yes, I do. I want you to tell me about <laughs> Belle does. and how can we follow her. So you can follow Belle if you go into my page, uh, Jack Morse X17. There's a link to click on Belle. If you just search for her anyway, it's Belle. B E L L E underscore Y baby. So belly baby. Um, <laughs> because it sounds like jelly baby and it's cute. So yeah, and Belle is, she's sleeping, she's snapping. <laughs> That's funny you've asked about her. Yeah, she is a one and a half year old static pup who is like, I think she's still a pup when she's one and a half, yeah? Yeah. Still saying she's a puppy. She'll be a puppy until she's. Old in my eyes. That, yeah, I did. Uh, I said the same thing. Who's got two? Yeah, so she's got two settings: either crazy and wild, or sleeping. So <laughs> <laughs> that's her two settings: crazy and wild, or sleeping. That's amazing. So right now she's sleeping, so I've had some peace to had some peace to do this. But yeah, she's she's awesome. She she makes lockdown bearable, to be honest. That's great, man. But yeah, thanks for asking after. That's cool. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Jack, we've been hanging out and chatting for almost an hour. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really enjoyed it, and we yeah, I know we all loved learning more about you. Awesome. No, thank you very much for having me on. It's been fun. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, dude. We're going to have to do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, this fun. is Keep Matt in Sin. Touch. Keep in touch. Absolutely, we will. 100%. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Matt Sin from Wrestle Life Radio. This has been Indie Focus. Remember to hashtag support indie wrestling. And from Jack and myself, we hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day.